0: Good morning and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I'm Nick Frater, your announcer for the 11th Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is Lay Minister Bruce Sletton. Organist is Mrs. Courtney Sletton. And the acolytes are Sadie Bennett and Jordan Klebecker. Today's order of service can be found at www.trinity1874.com. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by St. John's Lutheran Church, Stones Prairie, and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together. There we go.
1: All right, good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship today. As always, it is wonderful to be with you all here in God's house, uh, to worship together, to receive together uh, his word and his sacrament uh, for the forgiveness of our sins, that tangible way in which he reassures us and shows us that uh, he loves us and all of our sins have been taken away because of the blood of his son Jesus. Please stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Uh, Members of our church, if you see people that you don't recognize please go say hi and welcome them to worship today. And as you are taking your seats, let's open our worship today with a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this Lord's Day. Lord, we thank you that it is uh, today that your mercy calls us. Your mercy calls us to this new life, uh, this new life in which we are baptized in. Thank you that we are united with Christ, that we are united with him in his death, that we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. Uh, Lord, we pray then that you would give us a zeal for your house of worship, and truly better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Please stand.
2: And so we begin, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. And if you, O Lord, kept the record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? With you there is therefore you are feared. Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar, Let us first consider our unworthiness, and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ, and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner.
1: For his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. So then in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: opening hymn today is number 620 in the Lutheran Service Book, stanzas 1 through 3.
2: Praise the Lord, all nations. him all peoples. For great is his steadfast love toward us. And the faithfulness
3: of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit,
2: as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Splendor and majesty are before him. we oh. you. And also with you. Let us pray. O oh Lord, you have called us to enter your kingdom through the narrow door. Guide us by your word and spirit. And lead us now and always into the feast of your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Our Old Testament reading for this morning comes from Isaiah chapter 66, beginning at the 18th verse. For I know their works and their thoughts, and the time is coming to gather all nations and tongues, and they shall come and shall see my glory, and I will set a sign among them, and from them I will send survivors to the nations, to Tarshish, Pole and Lud, who draw the bow, to Tabal and Javan, to the coastlands afar off that have not heard my fame or seen my glory. And they shall declare my glory among the nations. And they shall bring all your brothers from all the nations as an offering to the Lord, on horses and in chariots and in litters and on mules and on dromedaries, to the holy mountain Jerusalem, says the Lord, just as the Israelites bring their grain offering to a clean vessel to the house of the Lord. And some of them also I will take for priests and for Levites, says the Lord as the new heavens and the new earth that I make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your offspring in your name remain. From new moon to new moon, and from Sabbath to Sabbath, all flesh shall come to worship before me, declares the Lord. This is the word of our Lord. Be to God. Fear the Lord, you, his saints. For those who fear him have nothing. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. We have the children come forward for the children's message and the mighty minds.
4: Morning. How are you guys? Good. I've got something in my hand. Do you know what this is? Do you recognize this? What is it, Carly? Right. It's the lid for a mason jar, right? Keenan, can you put your hand through that? No, not quite. How about you, Grace? Can you put your hand through that? Okay, you can. How about you, MJ? MJ can. Let's try one more. Maddie, can you get your hand through that? Oh, Maddie can too. Do you think Mrs. Minning can? Ooh, barely. How about Pastor Jake? Let's see if his hand can get through. Well, you can get a few fingers, okay? Um, this was too narrow for some of our hands, right? Some of your hands fit that through that really easy, but as you get older, that might change. Today we are going to hear a story from the Gospel of Luke. Uh, in our gospel lesson about the narrow door. And Jesus used this story to teach his followers about how they got to heaven. Um, he said that the door is narrow. So, what does that mean if something's narrow? Can we all go through it at the same time? Nope. It's got to be one by one, right? Um, Jesus was trying to tell his disciples that he was the door. He was the only way to heaven. Some of the people at the time thought that they got to heaven by who their parents were or by where they get to church. Today, some people think they get to heaven by the good works that they do or the way that they live their life, but Jesus wanted everyone to know that the only way there was only one way to heaven, and that was what? And because why, Cordell? Because he said, and what did Jesus do for us that allowed us to be with him in heaven, Carly? Yes, he gives us baptism. What happened to Jesus on the cross? He died. God gave his son who gave his life on the cross so that we could be eternally with him in heaven. It doesn't matter what we do. There's nothing that we can do, no works that we can do, that will allow us to be in heaven with him. There's only one way, that narrow door through Jesus and his salvation for us whenever he died on the cross. So when you see something that doesn't quite fit right, or you can't quite get your hand in there, you can't quite get through, or you can't quite make it fit, Instead of getting frustrated with that, have that remind you of Jesus and his love for us and that that's the only way that we can be in heaven with him. Let's all bow our heads and close our hands and pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you so much for our salvation and for the narrow door that you provide for us to live eternally with you in heaven. Um, bless our service today and go with us this week and protect us in Jesus' name we all pray. Amen.
2: The epistle reading is taken from Hebrews chapter 12, beginning at the fourth verse. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves, and chastises every son whom he receives, For they disciplined us for a short time, as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees, and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone, and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it may become defiled, that no one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau, who sold his birthright for a single meal. For you know that afterward, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears." and to the innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the Judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the Mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand.
1: The Gospel according to St. Luke, the 13th chapter. You, Jesus went on his way through towns and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. And someone said to him, Lord, will those who are saved be few? And he said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow door, for many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. When once the master of the house has risen and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside to knock at the door, saying, Lord, open to us, and he will answer you. I do not know where you come from. Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, When you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, which you yourselves cast out. And people will come from east and west and from north and south and recline at table in the kingdom of God. And behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated.
0: Our hymn of the day today is number 526 in the Lutheran service book, You Are the Way Through You Alone.
1: Me please, dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Today's message, the text for today's message, is actually from uh, really from all three of the readings today. you want to have your bulletin in front of you because you will be going through those readings and taking a look at them as we go along here this morning. The theme that you will notice today, and perhaps you have begun to notice through the hymns that we've sung and the readings and some of the prayers that we have prayed, is this idea of when Jesus talks about entering through the narrow door. And the other part of that theme is not to be presumptuous that we automatically get to go through that narrow door, certainly not based on anything that we do, and not based on anything that we can possibly try to strive to attain in order to enter through that narrow door. And so we're going to begin, actually, if you go to the introit in your bulletin, That comes from Psalm 117. And what this psalm is really saying is that God is infinitely above all of his creatures. And we are below him. That God is infinitely more wise than anything that he has made. That he is infinitely more powerful than anything that he has made. And therefore, because God is all-wise, and because God is all-powerful, and because God uh, is is all-divine, it would be wrong and foolish on our part to simply presume that we have anything to do with going through the narrow door. We are best not to be presumptuous on how we approach God. You see, we cannot simply have a relationship with God in any way that we wish, contrary to popular belief. There is this idea out there and has been out there for quite some time. As a matter of fact, there are even so-called Christian denominations that believe this thought, that all roads lead to the same place. But There are many different ways in order to get in to heaven. And what makes it difficult for us as Christians, believers in the pure and unadulterated gospel of Jesus, that He is the narrow door, that He is the only way in to heaven and our salvation. What makes it difficult for us is that if we express that, that there is only one way to heaven, then what suddenly happens is is we get persecuted in some way, shape or form. Don't we? We are either considered intolerant, or we are considered not loving, and therefore we are just an, an, an ugly and despicable human being because simply we believe in something called absolute truth. Absolute truth, of course, being Jesus, who is that narrow door. And so no, we cannot have any relationship with God that we want to and expect that we will be entering through the narrow door. This also affects us. This also affects you and me, and we're going to get to that in just a few moments. Now go to the Old Testament lesson from Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah 66, 18 through 23. Lots of interesting stuff is happening in this text as well. The text talks about, specifically in verses 18 20 and 21 and 23 about how even though Jesus describes that the door into eternal life and into salvation is narrow, at the same time everybody has been invited. God wants all people to be saved. We uh, um The Apostle Paul picks up on this theme in his letters, but we see it here in Isaiah as well. Verse 18, For I know their works and their thoughts, and the time is coming to gather all nations and tongues, and they shall come and see my glory. Verse 20, And they shall bring all your brothers from all the nations as an offering to the Lord. Verse 21, I'm sorry, uh, verse 23 From new moon to new moon and from Sabbath to Sabbath, all flesh shall come to worship before me. So here we have a really broad inclusiveness of God's kingdom. And so yes, you can have Jesus saying the narrow door and also this broad inclusiveness of God's kingdom. And the reason why the door that is narrow is open to all is because it is God who does the inviting. It is God who has invited every nation, every language, every single person by the way that he has created. Remember, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. He has invited all of them to come and join in the feast. He has invited everyone to come and to follow him. He has invited everyone to enter through the narrow door. If we go back uh, to verse 21, some of them also I will take for the priests and Levites. Israel knew very well. And this is where sort of the beginnings of the presumptuousness happens. Israel knew very well that they were part of the bloodline, that they were different, that they were unique and special, and God had told them so. And so when, in verse 21... It says, and some of them also I will take for priests and Levites, says the Lord. There were only even of those certain people, those of the certain chosen bloodline, that would be allowed to be priests in God's kingdom. Now, when the Israelite people heard this, when God's people heard this, those of the bloodline heard these words, they have one of two options once they heard it they could either be simply appalled by what God said and said, well, you can't do that. You can't include all nations because all nations are not part of the bloodline, God. You cannot include all tongues. You cannot include all of our brothers from all of the nations. You simply can't do that because they're not part of us. They're not part of the bloodline. That's one reaction that they could have had. And the second reaction the best reaction is to simply acknowledge God as being mighty and powerful just like the psalm from the beginning of the service says Psalm 117 and ac- and acknowledge him as almighty and acknowledge him as all powerful and acknowledge him as all wise acknowledge him as the as the omnipotent God the all powerful God that he is and he can invite anyone into his heaven that he wishes But they were being presumptuous, weren't they, on their part. That their bloodline automatically got them in. Now this same kind of thing happens today. I was mentioning to the adult Bible class this morning that years ago I was having a conversation about salvation and God with with an extended family member. And what this extended family member... told me in not so very certain terms, all you have to do is believe. And in in one way, he's not wrong. I said that very same thing a few weeks ago here, that all you have to do is believe in the name of the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. In one way, he's not wrong. But the problem is, is that I knew how he was living his life. And how he was living his life was he was sort of living life in the way that, the, that those Israelites who chastised God for allowing everybody else did, well, they're not part of the bloodline. Well, all you have to do is believe and you can just live any way that you want. Some people oftentimes get confused with the Lutheran understanding of baptism they oftentimes get confused because we believe, not because of what we have somehow conjured, but because the Bible says so, we believe that the sacrament saves. And so what people will oftentimes get confused is that, well, that means that you believe in something called once saved, always saved. No, 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 we don't. Because a baptized person, and and I have seen it more times than I care to remember, a baptized person can and does sometimes throw away what God has given them. The only way that man is saved is through the grace of God, and the only way that he is condemned is if he condemns himself. So we cannot be presumptuous based on our bloodline. It is always, when it comes to salvation, God brings people from all the nations into the world, from the world, sorry, of the world into his kingdom. And just like when Jesus called his disciples, it is Jesus and God who is doing the calling. It is always God who is acting. It is always God who is coming the entire way to rescue us and to bring us eternal life. It is always something that God is doing for us. It is not something that we can somehow rest on by ourselves. I'll use sort of a different example for this one. You may have perfect church attendance. You may have perfect Sunday school attendance. You may read your Bible every single day. But if you are living your life in a way that is completely opposite of what you have been called to be, which is a child of God, you are simply re- resting on your supposed laurels and thinking that God is just somehow blind to the fact that when that you come to church every Sunday on Sunday, I'm uh, sorry, every week on Sunday, but during the rest of the week, Monday through Saturday, you're gossiping a lot. Or you are thinking things that you shouldn't. You are seeing things that you shouldn't. You are doing things that you shouldn't. We cannot simply presume that we can just go about and live our lives in any way that we want to and presume that because we come to church every Sunday or because uh, we have been baptized that somehow that means that no matter how we live that we will somehow end up in God's heaven. So that was Isaiah. Let's now go to Hebrews, the epistle lesson. Hebrews chapter 12. The writer gives us a wonderful description of how he deals with God's people. He said, Strive for peace with everyone, and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. And for the, and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. And again, we're going to allow Scripture to interpret itself, and the only way that we know that we are made holy is because God is the one who has done it. It is God who has taken us and washed us in this sacrament. It is God who invites us to come forward to receive His body and blood. It is God who makes us a new creation every single day. It is God and only God. And so the holiness without which no one will see the Lord, that holiness is only given by God. The only way that we are seen worthy in God's eyes is because we are covered in the blood of Jesus. Verse 18 for you have not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the, made the hearers beg that no further messages be spoken to them. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. Even Moses himself, the very, the very famous Moses, even he did not somehow presume that he was somehow automatically in. He goes before the burning bush, and the Hebrew here in our English, what he says, the Hebrew is much more, shall we say, direct in what Moses says when he sees that. Moses, in the English, Moses sees the burning bush, and there's this really sweet way in which he says, Oh, behold, a burning bush. In the Hebrew, what he actually says is holy, blank, a burning bush. That's what it says. He was such in awe, so terrified by what he had seen, and God said, you are standing on holy ground. You must take your sandals off. And so Moses did. Even Moses did not presume. We cannot be presumptuous about coming in to the presence of God. But when it is God who initiates the relationship, then the door that is narrow and closed suddenly becomes open. And so you have this narrow door, but then you have the same narrow door that is open to everyone because it is God who opens it, and it is God who invites everyone in. And so with that in mind, let's go to the the Gospel, Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13, he went on his way through towns and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem, and someone said to him, Lord, will those who are saved be few? And he said to them, strive to enter through the narrow door, for many, I tell you, will, will seek to enter and will not be able And once the master of the house has risen and shut the door and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door saying, Lord, open to us and he will answer you, I do not know where you come from. Then you will begin to say, well, we ate and drank in your presence and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you who are evil. The clear Implication from Jesus' words are this. The unfortunate truth is that while God has invited and God has called everyone to be saved, most people will not be saved. And the only reason why they won't be saved is because they refuse to enter through the narrow door. They will try to enter through the narrow door on their own terms. He says, Many will seek to enter and will not be able. Lord, open to us. Lord, I was in your church every Sunday. But the door will not be opened. And the reason why is because the gospel reminds us that many will try to enter through the narrow door and not be able to based on their presumptuous attempt to enter in by their own merit. By trying to somehow appease God through a sacrifice that they think that he somehow needs. And this is what is really, really, really difficult for all of us to get through our heads, even though we might be lifelong Lutherans and understand Ephesians 2, for it is by grace you have been saved, and this is not of yourself. There is nothing that we can do. There is nothing that we can can try to ever hope to accomplish that would somehow be a sacrifice that would be appeasing to God. That is better than the sacrifice of His Son. We cannot offer God a sacrifice that He needs, give Him something else that He needs. It is always God showing us by His Word how we may enter into the kingdom. And so when Jesus mediates the relationship, and He has, the door that is narrow becomes wide open. Now, what are some of of the ways in which you and I presume to enter on our own merit? We think that God needs something from us. We think that God, who has everything, who, again, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, we think that somehow God needs something from us that he doesn't already have. I talked about this a few weeks ago, and I'm going to repeat it again very briefly because it is so important. How we think about our relationship with God and how we talk about our relationship with God to other people, what we post on our Facebook pages about our relationship with God matters. And the reason why it matters is because if we're not careful, we will think something, we will say something, we will post something that implies that we somehow have anything to do with our salvation, that we somehow have anything to do with walking to God, that we somehow have anything to do with us, with us going through the narrow door. There is nothing that you can do. There is nothing that I can do. There is nothing that we can say, think, think, or do which will somehow make god happier than the death of his son another way that we presume is when we see somebody else and think or say at least i'm not as bad as they are So, this is how this one kind of looks. You might be sitting in your pew right now, you might be at work, you might be at school, you might be somebody else, and you look over and you see so-and-so and and you think, man, I'm glad I'm not as bad as they are. I might kind of fudge a little bit here and I might kind of fudge a little bit there, but I'm not doing what they're doing. I'm not living how they're living. And have you forgotten... That Jesus says, well, when you're, when, you're, when you're looking at other people to take the plank out of your own eye before you take the speck out of your brother's, have we forgotten the parable that Jesus tells of the unmerciful servant in which, in which the servant that is forgiven entirely by the king of this enormous debt this debt that he can never possibly ever hope to pay off, that servant who was forgiven, is forgiven, goes and cannot show the same mercy and forgiveness as his, who owes him a much smaller debt. When we see somebody else and think or say, at least I'm not as bad as they are. You see, going through the narrow door is only as difficult as we make it. It's only as difficult as we make it to be. But Jesus has called you. The Bible says that Jesus has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. The entire theme, and we talked about this in the adult Bible class, the entire thread that runs through all of Scripture from the beginning of Genesis to the end of Revelation, the entire thread is that God continually, that God has, does, and continually, and will always come for his people. That he will always give them new life. That he will always come and bring them back into his fold. That he will always seek after him, just like the father looks down the road and seeks after his his prodigal son. The door door is wide because God wants all people to be saved. It is narrow because salvation is on God's terms and not ours. And thanks be to God that it is on God's terms and not ours because according to God's terms, he says, again, confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and you will be saved. That those who believe and are baptized will be saved. And as such, we can count ourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Because it is he who has come to find us. It is he who has taken us by the hand. It is he who has taken us himself through the narrow door and into new life every single day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Nicene Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only God the Son of God, the God of His Father before all worlds, God of God, very God, very God, begotten not made, being be of one substance of the Father, by whom all things were made. Who, who for us and for, for our salvation, salvation came down from heaven, and on head, was incarnated by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, Mary, and was and made name, man, and was crucified and was also Christ for us in the righteous trial. He suffered the very and the third day rose again according to the Scriptures, and ascended to heaven. Consist at the right hand of the Father, of God. and he, he will, will come again with glory
4: to judge us the of living and dead, whose he kingdom
1: will come. And I
0: believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the Lord and Giver of life. life, who proceeds with from the Father and the
1: Son, who with the Father His and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who is spoken by the cross. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism in the church. Please be seated. At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings, and the pew that you are in is a red uh, sign-in book, so whether you are a member or a guest with us, please fill that out so that we know that you were here to worship with us. And if you are a guest uh, today, if you would be so kind as to leave us away, whether it be a telephone number or an address that we might be able to get uh, in touch with you to thank you for coming to worship today. Uh, We would appreciate that. We collect our tithes and offerings.
0: Today, we'd like to say that our radio broadcast is made possible by donations to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing of the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. In other announcements, the Men's Glee will begin rehearsals for the coming choir season starting September 11th at 6.30. We meet every second and fourth Wednesday of the month. Trinity Ringers will begin rehearsal for the coming bell season starting September 4th at 5.30. We meet every Wednesday of the month. A Men's Bible Study meets at 8 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the narthex of the church. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding area. For more information on the ladies' Bible study groups, contact the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness in the public marketplace. Today's message, Does He Know You? By speaker emeritus of the Lutheran Doctor Ken Klaus. In his presentation he talks about people how often do what <clears throat> what they do because they think the rules don't apply to them.
2: Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day and leading us here so that we can worship you. As this morning signals a new day in our lives, your refreshing word gives us the strength to live a life filled with joy and hope. Remind us this week that you you alone are the way, the truth, and the life. Keep our eyes fixed on you, Jesus living our lives in a way that glorifies your name. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery. We lift up all those in our health list. Melba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve, Becky, Wayne, Bob Dodson, Mark, Warren, Gary, Bob Curtott, Emma, Brenda, Rosemarie, Bob Jelinek, John, Debbie, Mary, Fred, Lisa, Jen, Catherine, Deborah, Joe, Phil Trokey, Louise, Ruth, Loetta, Glennon, Karen, Dennis Stellwagen, Dennis Naust, and Nellie Stelwagon. We lift up these people, Lord, as well as those we now name in our hearts. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer. Be with those who are con- currently dealing with these conditions or issues, and if it be your will, heal them completely. and Give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally in our state and in our local communities, as well as the leaders of our own Lutheran Synod. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom, to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves. Especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy, Amen. we pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We lift up to you in prayer Christopher Smith, who was serving in the Navy, Luke Sharp, who was serving in the Marines, and David Hessman, who was deployed overseas, as well as their families, who pray and wait for their safe return. We think of all first responders. Police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we pray that you will send your heavenly angel to watch over them, to protect them against all harm, strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you instituted holy matrimony, blessed and honored it with your presence of your son at the marriage at Cana in Galilee. And even now, continue to protect and preserve it. We thank you for the fatherly love and grace which you have bestowed upon Michael and Lorna Doss, who are celebrating 31 years of Christian union through their marriage. Continue to be with them, Lord, until the end of their days, even as you have guided them in the past. Be their health, strength, refuge, and life, as they serve as an example to all who honor your blessing of marriage. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all those who mourn the loss of a loved one. Lift up a lift up family and friends of Sandy Voskamp. is now with you, Jesus. We give you thanks for keeping your promise of receiving into your heavenly kingdom all who believe in your promise of salvation through faith. Gracious Father, it is at these times that we need you to give those who grieve an extra measure of your grace and love. Comfort them with the assurance that all believers will one day be with you and all the saints as we spend eternity in heaven where there's no more pain, loneliness or despair. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, Lord, I offer up a special prayer for this congregation of yours. As you continue to bless us, keep us focused on what's most important in our lives. Help each of us find the time to be in your word, spend time in daily prayer, strengthen our hearts for mission, and finally nurture the love we have for you and each other. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
1: The Lord be with you. You. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is right to
3: give him thanks and
1: praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places. Give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. the Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communing, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament and none of the form of the bread and wine. I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is a New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
0: hymns today is Beautiful Saviour. The second of our distribution hymns today is number 563 in the Lutheran Service Book. Jesus, Thy Blood and Righteous, number 563.
1: Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen.
0: Our closing hymn today is number 620 in the Lutheran service book, verses 4 through 6, number 620.
1: Please be seated. Just a few announcements before we close with our worship today. Uh, First of all, there will be a short prayer session in the chapel after service for anyone who would like to join in. Um, And I tell you what, we have a a nominating committee on that same time. Hmm. Let me think about that for a second. Okay, I'm going to think about that and, uh, and do these other ones and then come back. Uh, rehearsals for the Trinity Ringers begin September 4th at 5.30. They meet every Wednesday of the month, and new members are always welcome. Uh, rehearsals for Men's Glee begin September 11th at 6.30 p.m. They meet every second and fourth Wednesday of the month, and new members are always welcome as well. Midweek confirmation for 7th and 8th graders will be, will begin September the 10th. They will meet on Tuesdays at 6.30 in the, in the school. If you have any questions, please contact Uh, myself or the church office. And then finally, uh, Sandy Voskamp went to her heavenly home on August the 22nd. There will be a graveside service only on September the 7th at Trinity Lutheran Church at 10 a.m. Please join us in praying for Sandy's family at this time. Uh, And for the chapel service, I'm sorry, the um, short prayer session after service today, uh, if I can be so bold as to move uh, those folks who will be praying to the um, uh, to the couches here uh, to uh, do that, so that the nominating committee can meet in the chapel um, after worship for to take care of their business. Um, if anybody who wants to come to the prayer service has a better idea of where to put them, uh, please let me know afterwards. Uh, and that's all the announcements that we have. I, I believe, that you all have a very, very
0: blessed week. <music> It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistat, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things.